Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Richard Osborne and the Expert Language Trainer Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Expert Language Trainer Podcast. Uh, Let me start by apologizing because I'm coming to you from the road. And so if there's any background noise, apologies. Um, I hope it's clear enough to hear. Um, I really wanted to record an episode because I'm coming back from a, a meeting with my good friend, Josh Freeman, the expert of all things language training in France. Uh, I'll put his link to his LinkedIn profile in the description, somebody you absolutely want to check out if you're in any way working in language training in France. And uh, the big topic of the day was um, how language trainers today are dealing with um, homework setting homework for their learners what what happens when you set homework as a language trainer uh, what's the best way to do it and uh, how people are are getting on with that and it was something we decided was a, an important topic to to tackle and we're thinking of ways we can tackle it with um, with our platform learnbook um, because for me homework was always one thing that I had issues with and all of my colleagues had issues with, um, it's the one thing that as language trainers, we know that if our learners do homework during the course of a training program with us, they're gonna improve their English or their language way faster than if they just come and attend the lessons with us. When we were talking about how how big the difference is between um, the quality of the face-to-face lessons that somebody like an expert language trainer is doing with their trainees and the quality of the homework versus the attendance rate so you know just you know to start off it's just to give an interesting example about what what kind of it motivates learners to to learn language and actually complete the the tasks that you're setting them if you're sitting in front of them you as a teacher are sitting in front of your learner um, you don't really have any problem getting them to do the activities that you want them to do. You could say that like the completion rate for your activities is pretty much 100%. It's pretty rare that you're sitting in a classroom with someone and even if they're nervous about doing a role play or a speaking practice or whatever, that there's something that's holding them back um, from doing an activity that, that you couldn't just get around by you know using your teacher brain to, to, uh, to change the activity, to adapt the activity to suit them better. Um, now, if you compare, and, and you know, if we if you take that to a, a macro scale, so you've got a hundred percent completion rate for your activities. You've also got, you know, reasonably high percentage of attendance rate for your classes themselves. So most learners who you're having lessons with are going to be showing up to ninety percent of their lessons. So like, um, you know, it would, be, it would be rare for them not to come. And if you compare that to then same sort of activities that you're giving them for homework so say you've just finished a lesson you've done some role plays some sort of business role plays and you've maybe practiced uh, you know present progressive grammar or something like that and so then you've designed some interesting activity for them to do at home you know not like not talking like your classic homework of just giving them a photocopy from a grammar book about present progressive with some gap fills and telling them right show up to the next class with this in hand or uh, or else um, you know, with no particular motivation or not, like there's no visible, tangible reason to actually do it. Um, I'm talking more about like, okay, we've just finished a class about um, 
you know, describing your job to a visitor and we were using present progressive and present simple. Um, I've got a video here that I found on YouTube the other day of um, somebody welcoming a visitor and they're using a bit of present progressive. Could you watch it at home and come back and tell me what differences you noticed in some of the things they said between present progressive and present simple? Could you maybe note down some of the expressions that you hear and then your thoughts on the difference between those expressions based on what we talked about today, your understanding that I gave you today of the grammar? Um, how did you see that applied in a real life scenario? Uh, and you know we'll talk about your thoughts on that the next time so it's like a great homework because you're going to get them to recycle what they've done in class um, you know they're going to they, they see the point in it they actually enjoy it because it's a video maybe it's a, like you know a real video you find on, on YouTube and not necessarily a, a, a pedagogic or like an instructional video um, but like real maybe a scene from a TV show or a movie or something like that so they, they, they actually feel like that's going to be interesting to watch that I would watch that anyway even if it wasn't about homework um, but I actually get to put it to some sort of use so it has some sense to do it um, so that there's a great homework and also it's going to be connected to the next class so that you're not you're not threatening them like okay if you don't show up to the next class with this homework you're in trouble but you're saying I'd really like to talk to you about what you think in the next class it's really interesting to me to know if you learn you know if you actually got something from what we learned today um, what you understood from that that would be interesting for me to know so they feel like okay there's actually there's going to be guilt here if I don't do it because the teacher really wants to know what I think about this and you know they've chosen it specifically for me this video so you know that there's a great homework and there's like the basis of if you were doing um, a blended program so that means that your you know part of your your training is delivered online it's not just homework it's actually full-blown lessons that you're delivering online or, or through homework at distance um, that's great because that's totally connected. Those are, those are really connected things. Obviously, if it's blended, you're going to want to elaborate that a little bit more and make some more activities, a bit more production perhaps in there or like more structured production. Um, but yeah, anyway, so let's just keep it to the context of homework. So you give them this great content. It makes a lot of sense. Um, you send them a way to do it. And then for some reason, let's say, I know I don't want to you know, speak for everybody, but you know, I, I'm speaking for myself, my experience, and the colleagues I used to work with you would get maybe maybe 50% of people would come back. On a really, really good day, 50% of people are going to come back from homeworks like that, having actually done the homework. Um, and I'm, I'm giving that example even for myself as a student because I know as a student of French and German, I, I learned French with a teacher in the company I worked for in Paris. Um, you know, I had a one-on-one -on -one class with a teacher and I also had one-on-one classes um, with a German teacher as well. So I'm coming at it from both perspectives as a teacher giving the really you know, good, well-developed homeworks and also having had teachers who give me nice homeworks, you know, the, the teachers I had were you know, like a lot of um, maybe teachers of other languages, not English. Sometimes it feels like it's still a little bit in the traditional sense um, with those kind of courses where they're giving more photocopies from books, photocopies from grammar books. It's not as creative. They don't have the same sort of resources online on YouTube as what we have in English. Obviously, the, you know, the internet is full of English resources. Um, it's actually quite tricky, and I've worked with teachers in my teacher training uh, role who, you know, I remember working with somebody who was uh, doing Russian classes or doing Hebrew classes, and, you know, that's it's tricky to find stuff on the internet that's really, good, like, interesting, good quality content um, that you could you could use videos on YouTube or TED or whatever that you could use 
to structure your homeworks like that's it's so easy for English to do that it's not easy for other languages um, anyway so you, you know you, you with these classes that I was taking as a student I remember not doing any of my homeworks I think pretty much any of them and I had a really good reason to learn French I was living in France and I had a pretty good reason to learn German my family-in-law I had just come into uh, spoke German and didn't really speak English so you know I had that motivation theoretically that motivation but I never I never did the homeworks and I know for myself why it is and I think anecdotally that could be applied to some of my learners as well because I know that you know I, I asked them I always asked my learners when they came with no homework I would say all right you know that was a pretty cool homework why did you not want to do that um, and you know the answer was always the same for most people so oh, I was really busy I was really busy and for me too I'm like yeah I'm really busy um, so, you know, my German teacher, my French teacher, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I was so busy, I totally meant to do it last night, but then I just got caught up in this thing or whatever, and da da da. And, you know, when you think about the, the sort of the BS, I suppose you could say, of that excuse is I'm sitting in front of the guy or girl in the French teacher's case and saying this to them, I couldn't find 20 minutes to do this. Like, oh, I meant to plan that 20 minutes to do this homework and I didn't do it. But I'm sitting in front of them for an hour and a half out of my working day to, to, to learn German in front of them. And then I'm going to go away and not be able to, miraculously not be able to find 20 minutes somewhere in between in that like one week period in between those classes when I'll go and spend another hour and a half with that person and tell them the same excuse again. You know, it's just, it's really, it's really silly. So when you think about it, but when you're in it, when I was in it telling them, I believed that, I really believed that I didn't have the time. Um, and I think you miss... As a learner, you're not conscious of the reason, the real reason. You miss the real reason why you haven't done the homework. And it's because language learning is, still, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, language learning is a fundamentally uninteresting thing. It's a fundamentally boring thing, just learning the language, pure. Um, the thing that's fun is communicating with somebody else. And that's, what, that's the reason we're learning the language, and that's the thing that makes learning the language fun, is communicating with the trainer. Right, so I give them the super awesome homework with the video or whatever, and they go away. They're not communicating with me while they're doing the homework. So the homework is fundamentally less interesting than sitting in the class with me. And for me, sitting in the class with the German teacher, it was so much fun. She was, you know, he was so nice. Uh, he was a really cool guy. We had a lot of chats and whatever um, about life. And I, I did, did the same thing with my own learners: sit down and chat about life and whatever, as well as the business stuff we were doing. Um, and when you go away to do the homework, you're relying on your own self-motivation. Because so when you're sitting in front of the teacher, the teacher takes over giving you that motivation. They're the one who's driving the motivation because you know, it's being driven by their, their showing interest in you and your life. Um, you know, they're, they're being social with you and you're enjoying it. You're making a new friend. You're getting to know somebody, whatever. Um, you're, you're enjoying it and that's pushing you. That, that interaction with the teacher is just intrinsically motivating you. But if you go away and do a homework, you're having to motivate yourself to do that homework. And for me, I'm someone who has terrible self-motivation. I need to have some sort of drive to do something um, coming either very, very internally or um, something very explicitly external, better, you know, a mix of both, obviously. Um, but with homeworks, if it was just a gap fill activity for my German class, my brain would just, you know, that, that talk, I can't remember the guy on TED who gives that talk about the distraction monkey, you know, you've got the, 
the wheel in your brain that's supposed to point you in the good direction and you've got the monkey jumping in and just taking control of the wheel and going crazy and oh let's go and watch this TED video oh let's go and read this Guardian article instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing which you know you're supposed to be doing which is your German homework um, and actually a lot of the time really honestly with my homeworks I would just forget now I have a really bad memory so that's not a bad that's not a good example I actually have a really really bad memory uh, anybody who knows me will tell you that but um, I would you know that it, it for me it kind of showed a little bit how genuinely fundamentally unimportant my brain made the homework so my brain said yep this homework is definitely something that I'm not putting going to be higher than you know reading a Guardian article so that that puts it quite far down on the priority list um, and that's not that's not me saying that like consciously I didn't feel like it was important it was really like on a needs level my brain just said nope that's not important stick that down the list um, so there are a lot of things that are fighting against the possible success of a homework it doesn't actually matter I don't think in my experience because like I said I was giving good homeworks I don't think it matters the quality of the homework that you're giving um, whether it's really well designed or not I mean it can help obviously it can help it's better to have a, a video to watch than a gap fill to do from a photocopied book um, but I don't think that it I don't think you can overcome the lack of the teacher and it's something I talk about a lot in the materials that I've written in the past is the lack of the presence of a teacher is something that has a disastrous effect on the motivation of the learners and of the percentage of um, success of the activities so um, there's, there's really something to that there's something to to think about in there okay how can we um, to fix that problem how can we inject something into the homeworks that that helps it re-inject a bit of that teacher presence in there and one of the things Joss and I came up with today which I really now I really believe in the more I'm thinking about it um, and on the drive home is um, homework has to be digital homework has to be digital because the digital medium is the way today that we communicate it's a way we can communicate at distance and homework is a fundamentally at distance thing because you're doing it away from your teacher at home that's the nature of homework um, so first of all having that digital aspect to it gives the possibility with all the tools and all the techniques that are that exist you then that opens up the possibility that you're going to be able to interact with the trainer at distance even if you're not really interacting and that's we want to avoid having real interaction because we don't want a homework that's the 30 minute homework to take up 30 minutes of the teacher's time that they're not paid for because then that that brings the overall hourly rate that that teacher's paid down and that is definitely not what we want we want to bring that up right? that's that's got to be an objective um, so how can you have interaction in homework when the teacher isn't really there and isn't really interacting with you um, the one way that I promote that's my sort of favorite way my number one way is of um, recording yourself as a teacher and then reusing those recordings with multiple learners to save yourself time and save yourself money so what do I mean if I'm going to give that homework of the you know the business meeting and uh, the not, not the business meeting what was it the visitor the visitor is coming to your company and using present progressive right then maybe either as well as or instead of that video because I teach a lot of people the same kind of class I'm going to invest in making a video about 
um, myself imagining that I'm coming to visit a company or talking about a time I came to visit a company or something like that. Um, and I'm gonna use that as part of the content or as the content of that homework that I'm giving that learner to say, hey, here's a video of me. Um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm actually in the reception of the language organization I'm working for or I ask a friend, can I like come to your company and pretend to visit your company and like I record it and you, you know, I'll do it on my smartphone. Just pull out my smartphone. You know, you, you want a practical tip, pull out your smartphone, open the YouTube app. The YouTube app has a button in it. Um, it's a camera button at the top right uh, of the iPhone one, it's at the top right, and of the Apple one, I can't exactly remember, uh, sorry, of the Android one, I can't remember, but it's somewhere on the home screen of the YouTube app on the phone and on the tablet, there's a camera button and that accesses your, your device's camera and actually starts recording a video that's gonna be uploaded directly to YouTube. Um, so that's a really, really easy way to start making content that you can send to learners just as you were already doing for your homework, it doesn't change the content. What it changes is their perception of their interaction with you because you're in that video. So when they go away and they think about watching that video, they think about it from a much different perspective because they think about they're gonna be watching a community, something communicated from their teacher, right? It doesn't have to be personalized. It doesn't have to be, you know, hi Frank, here's my video in, no, actually in the video. Um, Another way of doing that, if you if you want it to be more personalized, because that's one thing I really like, is being able to say, okay, go away, and I've left you a message. It's here in the link on YouTube. Check it out. It's going to tell you what you need to do for homework. That's quite a cool way to do it because um, you know when you tell them in the class, hey, can you do this thing for homework? Then they go away, and your voice kind of disappears, and it's like a long-distance relationship. You're not with that person anymore. Little by little, that feeling that you have with them starts to dissipate a little bit or, or reduce or get diluted down and so the way that you convince them to do the homework and they were like yeah yeah I'll totally do it I'm really motivated and then suddenly you know a week later they're totally demotivated and they haven't done anything um, if you tell them yeah I've recorded a video watch that's going to tell you what to do then you're going to like jump back into their lives four days later between the face-to-face -face lessons with a little YouTube video so this is what I do sometimes um, so maybe I've recorded a, a longer video that's like I'm going to visit a company and um, I use present progressive and that's my lesson content and um, maybe I've, I used and then I use this video with a lot of different groups you know this is something I can use for a really long time those, those sort of videos don't go out of fashion um, you know if it's just a simple thing like visiting a company it's not something that goes out of fashion um, maybe I have that video I've recorded that once so I've invested time to do that but to personalize it to that learner, I record another video, just using my phone, just point it, do a selfie, do a quick selfie, point it at yourself, click record, say, hey Frank, so this is the lesson homework for this week. We were doing present progressive, if you remember. Um, really like you to watch this video I recorded a while ago. It's me visiting a company. Can you please see you know, examples of present perfect? So you're giving them the homework instruction in the video that they're gonna watch that's gonna make them feel like kind of like they're with you even though they're not with you kind of like they're with you because you're speaking to them it's like they've just got a beep on their phone and oh missed call from my teacher that's weird oh they left a message that's cool who in the world would not listen to that message who in the world would see oh crap i've got a message from my teacher on my phone that's weird i'm just not going to listen to it and i'm not motivated of course you're going to listen to it you're going to be really curious what did the teacher say even if you know it's just homework you're still going to want to know because you like that person and you want to hear more from them and so this is a piece of communication from them that you can listen to 
outside of class. And then, I mean, you know, think about the other dynamic of that. When you're sitting in front of your teacher in class, you're listening to them, you're listening live, so you're processing it. There's a lot of, you know, it's quite intense, whatever. Um, you know, that's, that's one way of learning, and that's a great way of learning, is um, doing it in that, you know, live way. You have to react to it. You don't have time to think about it. You just have to say something, and that's, you know, that's a really, really important skill to practice. That's the speaking skill to practice, right? So that's part of the whole teaching process. But think how it changes the dynamic if you've recorded, and I'm talking like a 15-second video just to say, hey, what's up? I mean, it doesn't take any of your time, but it just it skyrockets the motivation that students feel when they're opening your homework and when they're engaging with your homework. Um, think, think about how, how easy that is compared to what the kind of impact that has. You know, it, this is a really small investment. It is an investment, more of your time spent doing homework, um, but it really, really does make a difference. And think about how much more they're going to do then with the video of you where they actually see you as well again another part of content that's you and um, they're really going to want to engage with that that's that's really going to help them to get into the homework um, to do the activity if you if you put a gap fill or something like that you know fill in the present progressive sentences that I used um, it's sentences that you use as a trainer right and the, the trainer that they like and they like hearing from they like um, listening to so how does that change the dynamic as well of your interaction? From the live point of view of you know it being quite spontaneous and it being quite intense, now they can listen to you, the same person they normally listen to, they like listening to, in a personal video and in a longer video, and they can pause and they can rewind. Suddenly their conversation with you takes on a whole new level because they're in control they're like oh cool I can actually oh that's that weird way that my teacher pronounces that word I want to you know he's from Northern Ireland he pronounces his how's a bit weird and his now's a bit weird I'm going to go back and like play that again and play that again and oh it's really interesting you know you get such a different way of interacting with that uh, discourse with that speech that the learner can actually take control and rewind and pause take a break they're on this train do five minutes take a break come back to it later do another five minutes take a break don't have to do it all at one time so you can set homeworks that are more frequent you can set homeworks that were designed to be done in two or three parts over you know two times three times ten minute periods or something over the week between your face-to-face -face lessons and that they can interact with you the trainer and your voice and the way that you speak in a totally new and different way it's just this very very for me complementary way of doing training where they're getting that frequency that we want they're practicing frequently not just once a week with us in face to face um, but at the same time they're practicing in a different way it's not spontaneous it's not intense it's not stressful which has its place absolutely has its place because that's how real life communication is but they're getting that kind of like I'm leaving a voice message kind of or I'm trying to understand a voice message kind of experience where you can repeat and you can pause and whatever and you're not under pressure to respond um, and that's another way to learn. It's going to really practice their listening skills. Um, they're really going to get good practice of listening skills, as they would with a YouTube video, a regular old YouTube video. But they might actually engage with it because it's a video of you. Or if you have the YouTube video, then do what I just said and record the 15-second video of yourself introducing the YouTube video. Hey, this is a video I chose for you. I think it's really cool. Can you please... Um, answer X, Y, and Z question while you watch the video and you know keep, keep your reply for me when we see each other next week. And that suddenly, you know, that the tiny, tiny little investment that you get at the beginning when you start doing that, 
it may be a little bit weird and you don't like recording yourself, you don't like seeing yourself on video, you don't like hearing your own voice, I swear you do it a few times, you listen to yourself a few times, you go through that trauma and it gets way, way easier. Every time it gets easier um, and eventually you will actually not. Like I, I swear I was exactly like that. I hated seeing myself on camera. I hated hearing my own voice. Um, you just think you sound so weird. How can anybody possibly listen to me? I mean, it's obviously irrational, but you have to go through that exposure to that fear and to that to that disgust <laughs> to get over it and and you will and I swear and I'm like I listen to myself I just I'm like God's oh, fine no, no problem that's what I sound like that's what other people hear nothing I can do that's just the way the world is um, and when I see myself on video now I'm getting used to it now as well because I've been doing a lot of video lessons since I left teaching um, full-time a couple of years ago and it, it really you just have to do it just do it I promise you won't regret it because it's it's a big advantage in your life to not care what you sound like and to not care what you look like um, it, it, you know it's going to have a wide ranging impact on your life uh, I can highly recommend it and then you're going to be able to really quickly and effectively um, efficiently record these videos for your learners for homework each week you just walked out of the class they've just walked out of the room you just quickly boom 15 second video hey just we were just talking about the subject right I'm going to find you a good video to do for homework uh, looking forward to seeing you next week bing you know 15 seconds is done and you send that to your learner the youtube link you share that youtube link by email you can make it a private link if you don't want to share just a little tip um, it doesn't have to be a public video on youtube you click the privacy options don't make it invite only make it um, private because it means the link isn't searchable on youtube so nobody will be able to search for the title of your video and find it through the search menu they'd have to have the link to find it it's the only way they would ever be able to find it um, so that's one way you can keep it private if you're worried about privacy if you don't want people finding your video um, in the end you'll probably be like all the other youtube teachers out there you, you know you search for learn english on youtube you're going to find about a million videos from a thousand different teachers all recording themselves publicly putting their videos out there teaching all sorts of different grammar points and whatever um, you know, you might become like one of them one day. You don't have to. You can keep your videos private, keep them private to your learners. You know, send the link to one learner, send the link to another learner for the next group. If it's something you're repeating with uh, multiple people, whatever. Um, and so that, that's, there's one way, just with these little videos, getting used to it, getting started, getting used to it, and then becoming a real YouTube hero uh, that you can make all your homeworks pop. So every learner that you do homeworks with from now on, is going to be getting a little email every week with a link to a YouTube video um, and they know that that's their homework so they're going to bookmark that link they're going to bookmark that email and they're going to go and they're going to check that out it's going to be something important to them um, I can't tell you how much it actually makes a difference you have to try it for yourself and I swear you won't be disappointed really really try it out but that's there's the, you know the great example of how technology can actually improve things it's not just replacing the gap fill and you know anyone who's sending out homeworks where it's a digital gap fill just stop it it's ridiculous you know just it, it just give them a piece of paper all you're doing is substituting one format for another the same content the same kind of interaction i can't however record myself on a vhs and post it to the, to my learner for them to watch a video of me on their tv and vhs player in between the classes you know this this digital technology the internet makes it possible to do that rapidly efficiently um, and to have a huge impact huge impact from minimal effort so that's where technology is really 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 useful is really making a difference and that's why 
homework needs to be digital. I really believe that now. Homework needs to be digital because that's just one example. I'm just giving you one example. I, maybe in the future I'll give more, but that for me is one really key example of how to make turn homeworks from things that 50% of your learners are doing to 80-90% of your learners are doing, maybe 100% of your learners are doing. If you really do good videos and your learners appreciate your videos and they think you're really cool in your videos, you're going to be getting 100% success rate with your homeworks and then you're going to have way more impact in your training because people are going to be doing very frequent practice and people are going to be jealous, your colleagues are going to be jealous because your learners are always doing their homeworks and that just makes that makes you look like the best teacher around. Um, your learners are going to be happy. You're going to be happy. If they're working for a company, the company's going to be happy. Um, they're going to achieve their objectives faster. And then you can genuinely say, sort of pseudo-empirically, this is what my success rate was before. This is what my success rate is now. And I can see that my learners are getting better scores in their TOEIC test or their BULATS test or their IELTS test or whatever, I can see that there's an improvement there and I know that it's because they're now doing a one-hour class with me a week and they're doing three times ten minutes homework, whereas before they never they never had time, in air quotes again, they never had time to give up 20, you know, 30 minutes. Now suddenly when they're receiving voice messages from me, they always have time to listen to my voice messages and then watch the video that I've sent them or read the article that I've sent them or check out the Padlet board that I've sent them or interact with the Quizlet that I've sent them or you know take the Typeform quiz that I've sent them or whatever you know that suddenly then that time becomes available mad like as if by magic that time becomes available um, and you're going to see a massive difference in the in the way that people interact with your homework so I hope you enjoyed that I hope you got some um, good uh, inspiration out of that episode and I just want you to, I'm pleading with you, I'm begging with you, I don't care how much you believe in what I'm saying or not, go and try to send someone a video for homework and just see what happens because it is just the most interesting experience whether you believe in it or not. Just try it, you know, taste the modern world a little bit. It's the world we're all living in, it's the world we're going to be living in tomorrow, so just, just get out there and try it and just see and if it's a total disaster and you hate it, at least you tried but I, I'm really, I'm pretty confident that you won't. So good luck and uh, look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for checking out this podcast. And if you want to know more, please follow me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. All the links are in the description. I really look forward to seeing you in the next episode.